Do you feel stuck living the life that someone else planned for you? Are you ready to dive deep and discover the life you dream of living? I've helped many others create the life of their dreams and step into it, and I can help you too. Schedule a discovery session with me through my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to begin your dream life. Have you ever doubted your own self-confidence? Hmm. Being over 50, I'm not sure I can count all the times I have. Going through a divorce, questioning if I chose the right career after already devoting 10 years of my life to it, and then dating as a single mom. I'm not as young, maybe I don't look as pretty, the questions just keep coming. Whether it's self-doubt on our life choices or our surroundings or our appearance, it creeps in. Join us here as we share tips and stories of how to grow your own confidence inside and out with experts who have also experienced the highs and lows of self-confidence. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and this is the Beautifully Confident Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Podcast. I have my beautiful guest on today, Linda Mackey. Let me tell you just a little bit about her and then she'll get to tell her story. Linda is an award-winning personal brand, portrait and lifestyle photographer, makeup artist, and creative producer for entrepreneurs making an impact, and host of the Eloquent Entrepreneur Conversations with Everyday Changemakers podcast, which I have to say I was just listening to before this, and I absolutely (laughs) love Linda's heart, so I can't wait for you guys to hear from her too. She's also an advocate for self-compassion, self-expression, and ultimately self-acceptance, and is excited to host her second Stepping Into Your Essence retreat in 2023. Oh, I'm excited to hear about that. (laughs) Welcome, Linda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you. (laughs) Me too. I just, uh, like I said, I, I loved listening to your podcast because you can really hear your heart coming through about just sharing that everybody makes a difference every day. So every day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can you share a little bit about your story and how your story, how you came to stepping into your own confidence? Yeah. So I've been, oh my gosh. I mean, it it goes way back to childhood because I had a very um, I, I mean, I had a great childhood and, you know, nothing really to complain about, but I think what happened with me is that, you know, I had a great dad, but he was kind of one of those dads that kind of like, I don't know, stifled my excitement about like, I'd say, I want to do this. Or I want to do that. And he'd be like, are you hmm. sure you can do that? Are you sure? You know, and he would kind of not intentionally, but it was kind of um, insidiously putting self-doubt into my brain basically so I went a lot through my teen and like younger years and into my teenage years kind of with that you know I'd always have his voice in the back of my head saying are you sure you can do this and and I think he was trying to protect me like I don't think it was intentionally trying to criticize me or anything like that but but it kind of had that effect where I just like kind of 
I didn't have the self-confidence to trust my own instincts. I always kind of, so I kind of went through life a little bit, like always second guessing myself, always asking other people's opinions. Mm. And the other thing that happened was my mom passed away when I was 18. So I was very young when she passed away and she was kind of my emotional support. And then I also got into a, a, you know, quite an emotional relationship at a young age and And so everything kind of, you know, when I was 18 and my mom passed away, everything kind of like almost blew up, you know, and I just was like, I felt abandoned. So I was kind of like, from that point on, you know, I had very low self-esteem. I, you know, I just didn't have, I lost my voice, I guess Mm -hmm. is what I, what really was the worst part of it all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wasn't so much about, I mean, I guess I had my, you know, what I looked like. I mean, I didn't care that much about what I looked like. That wasn't really part of it. But, and then when I was 19, I went on a Canada World Youth Exchange, which was an exchange program. And that really opened my eyes. And I kind of started, you know, getting my voice back. And then just, I'm kind of condensing my life here, but, (laughs) and then I became a makeup artist or no, I worked in advertising for a while and I started doing all these jobs and, you know, started becoming more independent and when I decided to become a makeup artist, I didn't tell my dad because I knew that he would be like, are you sure that's like, cause you know, he was old school and he's like, you know, you've got to get a real job and Interesting. <laughs> all this stuff. Yeah. And it ended up being my life for a long time. I was a very successful makeup artist and I really kind of got my confidence back, but I was still kind of wavering and I worked hard for a long time to really sort of connect with myself. And I did the landmark education. I guess this was like later in, like, I think it was in my early thirties when I did that. And that was very key to really kind of getting to a point where I loved and respected and valued myself. And that was Mm -hmm. kind of a key thing. And for me, a lot of it was like self-expression. And so during my makeup career, I mean, I was always obviously doing other people's makeup and for photo shoots and stuff like that. And then in 2002, I believe, or no, it was in 1999, I started taking pictures of models and actors. And I just started becoming fascinated with how they express themselves in front of the camera. And I was like, I wish I could do that. Like I just... I always felt that I had to hold back for some reason or, you know, because I just didn't have that, I don't know, ability. Yeah. <laughs> and I just was so like, I loved seeing people blossom in front of the camp, like their personalities would come out and I would just be like, oh, you know, and that's how I kind of got into becoming a photographer and, and portrait photographer and just seeing people really come alive was really what made me fall in love with portrait photography. And that was a kind of a way for me to use my voice you know, like to express myself and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just kind of grown from there. And then becoming a photographer, working with clients and really becoming an expert, I think is just, you know, all the things like confidence is based on actions and doing and learning and, and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of been my journey and I'm still on my journey of self-expression and, but I've gotten to the point, I think in my, (laughs) you know, I'm into my fifties now. And I think after a while you just kind of go, you know, I'm okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it, it can be exhausting, you know, but I mean, there's work involved. We all have to sort of work on ourselves, but, you know, throughout the years, of being a photographer, I've just noticed it in other women and other people, like not just women, men, men too, we all yeah. struggle with confidence. And so it's it's kind of become part of my 
my business because I'm so passionate about this aspect of self-expression and, you know, finding your voice and being confident and all that. So yeah, that's kind of the life story, I guess, part of it and, and, you know, how I became a photographer and yeah. (laughs) I love that. There was so many little things in there that I heard you say, um, (laughs) starting with that, you know, you talked about that you didn't have a bad childhood, but I do, I think your story of, I don't think we even realize the kind of the second guessing that's spoken into us. And it's not, mm-hmm. you know, our parent, we don't, our parents don't even do it deliberately. I do think you're right. They're trying to protect us, but it, it grows us into this continuous self-doubt. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's quite, I don't know. Yeah. Like it just kind of is there. Right. And it just becomes a part of you. And then, you know, it took me a long time to sort of you know, go like, oh, okay, that's why, you know, yeah, through all the the self-work that I've done on myself and everything. And, you know, everything kind of uh, amalgamates to how you are shaped as a human being, right? So yeah, yeah it's just part of, I think it's not an uncommon thing. Right. I think experience. it goes on a lot more than people go back and, and realize, oh, this is what happened. And it it doesn't mean anyone was a bad person. It just means this is what has, is developing and shaping my thought process at this point. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, there's other factors too, like your relationship with other people and how you interact with your friends at school. And so it's kind of like all the things just kind of, yeah. I mean, I had a nickname in high school. I was so quiet. My nickname was Mouse. I was so oh, quiet because I was terrified of expressing myself. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so what did so you mentioned um, that you went through the a landmark education? Do you yeah. feel like that was your turning point of coming away from your mouse nickname? <laughs> uh, yes and no. I mean, I'd I'd you know seen counselors, you know, because I lost my mom at an early age, so I you know my dad really wanted me to see a counselor, which was really helpful and everything. Yes. But I think, yeah, the landmark was kind of, in a way, like, I don't know if you know about the landmark. I don't. Yeah, it's hard to explain. It's kind of based on the Est philosophy. And I don't know, like, all the stories we tell ourselves, limiting beliefs. And it was like a weekend thing. It's quite intense. It's, I don't know, it was so long ago now, I can't remember everything. But I just remember coming out of it. And I just kind of reached a level where I had... I was more kind to myself. I was like, okay, you were, I got to a point where I actually liked myself again. And I walked out of there and this is how I knew it worked. (laughs) Somebody, I just saw somebody um, on the escalator and he said, oh my God, you are so beautiful. And I wasn't even like, you know, but it was because something had shifted inside of me. And I knew that was because of the work I had done in this program and all the work that I'd done up until that point. And I just felt... I don't know. I felt that within myself, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and, yes. and it came through. Obviously, this person recognized that in me. It wasn't like a he wasn't like hitting on me or anything. It was just right. it was very genuine. And I was like, wow, okay. And I was on, I was on cloud nine, you know, like I just yeah. walked and I was like, okay, I feel I've accomplished, like I feel like I'm at a good place. I don't know. I just felt good about myself finally after you yeah. know a long time. <laughs> Not yeah. that I ever felt like super bad about myself but it was kind of like getting it's just that little shift of you know what I like myself I'm cool I'm I love myself and (laughs) but I don't know you know what I mean like it's not like a conceited thing it's just I feel like I I did what I wanted to accomplish out of that 
it was a turning point. And I mean, there was still lots of work to do. Yeah, as there <laughs> um, always is. <laughs> yeah, but it kind of helped me to move forward on my path and find, I think that was before I became a photographer. So I was still a makeup <laughs> artist at that time. But I think it just, yeah, helped me to just not have that weigh me down anymore yeah. as much. Yes. And I'm glad you mentioned that not in not a conceited way. Yeah. That yes, I do th- I think sometimes when we regard ourselves as beautiful or beautifully confident, that we then give that second thought of, oh, that's conceited. And it's yeah. <laughs> such a negative thing because we should feel that way. So yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. No, it's 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 the only way that we can um how should I say, like, it's the way we all need to be like to because we're here for a reason, right? And if we're always second guessing ourselves, or, you know, we're never gonna do accomplish or be or whatever, like, you know, at the end of the end of your life, you want to look back and say, you know, you loved and were loved. That's my opinion, like you were loved and you were, uh, you loved and you were loved. Yeah. And you were kind to yourself and others and you did and helped and you know like you contributed like you don't want it's yeah, I look back and I, I I wish I hadn't wasted all those years like all that time worrying about or being scared to speak up or like you know having that sort of low opinion of myself because yeah. I wish I because I'm in my 50s now like I said and I wish I could go back and relive yeah. some of those times and even like you know when you look back at old photos of yourself and I look back at them now and I go oh my god I was so pretty like I was so I was hot <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean but when at the time I would berate myself I'd look at those photos and I'd say oh god I look terrible or you know like and that's kind of what I've brought into my business now with my photography is um with my clients is really I've just I found myself coaching a lot of my clients because they would feel the same way they'd look at photos of themselves and they would just or they would have like objections to why they didn't they weren't ready to have their photos done and so there's a lot of it just kind of became a natural thing that I would do in my with my clients when I'm planning their photo shoots it was kind of like (laughs) I have to coach them through it a little bit and talk them through and just like so that's kind of kind of (laughs) no actually so I'm going to ask you to expand on that a little bit so um can you share um, with our listeners, maybe a couple of the the steps that you do use, because I do think most most people look at their pictures and they and pick out the one two things that they just they hate, and that's awful. So, what are some of the steps that you would coach someone to say that they could look at their pictures and say, "That's a great picture. I look great because I am great." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I kind of talk them through it a little bit. Like I talk a bit about the stuff that I've been talking about and also how we look back on our photos like from 10 years ago. And so I'm trying to, you know, encourage or coach my clients to say like, this is what you look like. This is you now. So you got to get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, it's not in a harsh way or anything, but it's just kind of like, we got to appreciate who we are right now. And some of the things that I coach them on is to kind of prep, like I have a posing guide I have where people can practice posing before their photo shoot. So they can sort of see in the mirror and see what they angles they like and yeah. 
or not, you know, so you, cause I mean, not all poses are going to look good on everybody. Right. That's so true. you kind of, it's just a good way to just sort of watch yourself um, because we see ourselves differently, like in the mirror than we do in photos. Like I think it's flipped in the mirror. So we don't react. The mirror isn't really reality, but a photograph is because it shows you in the right, what do you yeah. call it? Orientation or whatever. Right. And then the other thing I get them to do is just take selfies, take lots of selfies and get used to seeing yourself on camera and or even get a friend to take different photos because like when we see ourselves in the mirror like I said we don't it's not really reality because we're looking at ourselves in one way but when we get photos we can see different angles and different expressions so we can kind of see what we look like and so those are a couple of like practical things that I talk about but then I also talk about this is kind of what the um, retreat is going to be about yeah more Let's jump to that a little bit. Yeah, sure. So talk about, tell us about your retreat that's coming up and what it entails and what the benefits are going to be from it. Yeah. So the original idea, I did one, we've done one so far and it was in October of 2021 and it was a great success. It was a very small group, but it was a really transformational day. And I had a few clients. I mean, the original idea was that they would do the retreat and then they'd have their photos done. But I realized as we were planning through it all and kind of working through what we were going to do, that it wasn't just for their photos. I mean, this is something that's going to impact them as people, (laughs) not only for their photo shoot, but for their entire lives. And I'm sure it was like a one day thing, but it was it really I found made a big impact on the participants. And I actually was part of it because I wanted to experience it, too, at the same time. And. I found it very beneficial. So a lot of it is kind of addressing some of those limiting beliefs, expressing the concerns we have around ourselves, either, you know, internally or externally, like what we look like. I had a couple of other facilitators that I worked with who dealt with that kind of stuff, like the mindset and the limiting beliefs. And um, another girl who worked on it as well, she was, she's an improv instructor so it was kind of addressing that self-expression and just really feeling good in your own skin kind of stuff and um yeah so the idea I guess to originate because I had I guess I mean I've been doing photography for about 20 years and I've had a handful of clients that you know after their photo shoot they would be like and they'd see their photos and they're like oh my god I hate my photos and I'd be like At the time, you know, I was like, oh, my God, I'm a terrible photographer. And oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I took it on myself. Hmm. And after a while, I started to see a pattern. And I realized it wasn't me because I was like looking at the photos and I was trying to figure out, you know, what I did wrong. And I mean, there's literally nothing wrong with the photos. Yeah. But it it all came back to their self-perception and how they felt about themselves. And they didn't like who they saw in the photos. And so that was kind of like, (laughs) I mean, it's a real kind of tricky thing to work around because I'm not, I don't want to ever blame my clients, but at the same time, I want to sort of coach them in like, okay, this is, this is a beautiful, like I would, well, (laughs) it was hard at the time. It's hard. It's a hard thing to, I was subject to or whatever you call it, broach because it is probably a tough balance. It's a tough balance. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's sensitive, right? Topic. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, let's talk about like, what do you like? And you know, what don't you like about your photos and this and that? And 
yeah. So after a while, I was like, okay, I've got to figure out a way to coach people on this because it is something, you know, if you don't like yourself, if you don't like the way you look or you have certain hangups and you have your, like, I mean, you're just, it's like getting a bat, like a haircut and you don't like your, you blame the hairdresser. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a retired cosmetologist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I'm not, I hope I'm explaining this well, but um, yeah. yeah. So helping people to see like, okay, this, this is what you look like. There's nothing wrong. With, like these are beautiful photos. This is nothing wrong with your photos. This is what you look like. And we've got to get to a place of self-acceptance. And that was kind of the idea of like, okay, I've got to help my clients really accept themselves. This is, it's a problem, especially for women in their 30s, 40s, even, yeah, even in their 30s, I've seen mm-hmm. this. But especially as we get older, because there's this expectation of what we're supposed to look like in society. I'll get into it a little bit more, but I actually started out with this goal of self-acceptance for the retreat. And since then, we were trying to do another one after that, but it, because of the pandemic and everything, it was kind of awkward. So that's why we're planning a new one in the new year. And since then, I listened to this amazing TED Talk from Kristen Neff, and it was called The Space Between Self-Esteem and Self-Compassion. And it got me really kind of excited because I'm like, yes, that makes way more sense. Like we can't get to self-acceptance until we are we have the self we, until we have self-compassion or that we're we're compassionate towards ourselves. And so this retreat is going to be a little bit more centered around that because self-compassion versus self-esteem has no judgment. Self-esteem is like, am I good or am I bad or am I fat or am I ugly or, you know, like there's this all this judgment and there's like low self-esteem and high self-esteem and they both are problematic, right? Whereas if we yeah. start with self-compassion, it's going to be easier to get to a place of self-confidence, self-express ourselves and build that confidence and then ultimately just accept who we are so we can move on to what we're supposed to be doing in this world. And that was kind of one of my frustrations with clients is that, oh my gosh, like these are just photos. Like this is a little tool that you have so that you can go on and do the work that you love and how you want to make. But a lot of people, like they really get hung up on, it could be that one thing that's holding them back doing what they're meant to be doing or right and it's really in the whole scheme of things it's like just I just want women to and men to look at their photos and go it doesn't mean they they can't say I don't like the photo but there's a difference between saying oh my god I look terrible oh my god I'm so fat or oh or saying oh that's not that's not such a great photo of me but I really love that one there's like it's the language if you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's I'm excited because it's going to have a kind of a, a little bit of a more focus on the self-compassion because I think that's the real foundation that we all need to start from to get to that place of acceptance. So yeah. I'm really, really excited about what we're planning. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to share a little bit more about what you're plan- planning, when it is now, if you're listening and you're driving <laughs> There will be more information in the show notes that you can um, find Linda and all of her information. Um, but yeah. share because I can hear in your heart maybe some of the the benefits that the, that people will walk away with when it is where it is. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't have anything. We don't have a date solidified yet, but okay. I'm, I'm anticipating it's probably going to be in the spring. It's going to be a two-day retreat. Um, I'm on Vancouver Island, so it's going to be at a resort. Um, we haven't picked the place yet, but it's going to be close to Victoria. And it's going to be kind of a combination of like workshop, uh, workshops, exercises, meditations. Um, there's going to be some body work involved. Um, one of my facilitators is a um, energy healer. And oh. so I think the benefits are really going to be from what you know we've already experienced and the transformations I saw in my clients, like just a, a better sense of self and connection and kind of getting more in tune with who we are and how we can really, yeah, just embrace ourselves and, you know, know that everyone is, there's always room for improvement. You know, we all, <laughs> but really, yeah, just getting excited and just feeling, getting to a place of, I mean, I want people to just, you know, have that self-acceptance piece. I think that's really important. But um, like I said, it's going to be a lot of the self-compassion stuff that's going to come into it. And yeah, the benefits. I mean, you're going to have a great, if you end up doing a photo shoot, it's just going to awaken something in you. And I, I just, it's hard to describe, but I saw that in my clients when we did their photo shoots after there was definitely a shift in the way they saw themselves, the way they looked at having their photos done and it got them more excited about their business and the impact that they're going to make in their business and that they are beautiful as they are. And that's what self-compassion teaches is that you are okay as you are yeah right and there doesn't have to be judgment um, and we're all like Kristen Neff says you know one of the things that connects us is our imperfections so as human beings that's the common humanity that we have and so all of this is going to be part and parcel of the workshop or sorry the retreat mm -hmm. <laughs> And yeah, I think it's just going to be a really empowering experience. So yeah, we're still kind of working out the curriculum or whatever. Well, it <laughs> but, sounds um, awesome. Yeah, no, I'm just super excited. And it's not, I mean, of course, I would love to, if whoever participates, I'd love them to do a photo shoot with me, but that's not the goal of it. The goal is for people to come out of it feeling transformed, feeling excited, feeling confident about stepping into their essence yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just being themselves because it really does it comes from the inside um, no makeup artist or no photographer no wardrobe stylist is gonna you know turn you into somebody else they're gonna yes. enhance who you are as you are that's <laughs> what I want people to see and love when they see their photos yeah. And, yes. and in the mirror every day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Are you tired of draining your ad spend budget and still not landing in front of your ideal clients? Did you know the amount of podcasts have more than tripled in the past three years? And podcast advertising is helping more people get in front of their ideal customers. Visit my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to schedule a quick chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. So I will ask you, because I you've mentioned um, the self-compassion piece so many times, 
So that's obviously on your heart. So can you give us three steps around becoming more self-compassionate? Yeah, I think it's the language that we use. And one of the key components to self-compassion is treating ourselves with the same kindness, care, and consideration we give to other people. And she, uh, Kristen Neff is the TED Talk. I highly recommend watching it. But she talks about this and that a lot of the times we'll say things to ourselves that we would never, ever say to somebody else or a friend. And so really treating yourself as a, your best friend. I try to practice this every day because, I mean, I still find myself saying negative things about myself to myself. <laughs> yeah. And we all get caught up in it, but just say, oh my gosh, it's okay, Linda, you're okay. The language that we use, I think, is really, really key. And like I said before, I mean, I think if you're a lot of people, women especially, are more a lot concerned because we're taught at a young age you know what we look like it's so like oh my gosh we've got to be like supermodels or whatever I find taking selfies and I do it myself just to like I said just take selfies and get used to seeing yourself and see the beauty that you actually have Mm -hmm. how unique you are and appreciating what you look like right now because unless you're like you know working out every day and you've got like getting facials all the time and (laughs) you know like (laughs) In reality, like we're just going to get older. <laughs> we're not going to, this could be the best we ever look. Right. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I don't know if I word that right, but you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's nature. And, yeah. Like I just don't want to, I want to look back and I want to look at my present, what I look like now and say, you look great today. Yeah. And I want to say that 10 years from now, I want to look back at my photos and say, yeah, I look great. And like there, I don't yeah. want there to be that judgment piece you know, because like I said, we often look back at photos of ourselves and, oh my gosh, I was, yeah, I look so good then, but I wish I had appreciated it then. Yes. <laughs> and what's the third thing? I think third tip, I think just really honoring yourself, looking after yourself. I think sometimes we neglect ourselves mm. as women. This is the body we have been given. This yeah. is the face. <laughs> These are the <Yes>. eyes. <laughs> and really just look after yourself and know that in the whole scheme of things, it doesn't matter what you look like Mm. because people honestly don't care. You're the only person that really cares. Yes. Right. At the end of the day. (laughs) And what really matters is who we are, how we treat ourselves and other people and how we're making a difference in the world and how we've loved and how we are loving other people. Those are the only things that really matter, I think, in my opinion, anyway. So I don't want, you know, in my line of work, I don't want people to be held back because they're afraid they're going to hate their photos or they're scared of having their photos or they they feel like they're, they don't look quite right yet for their photos. Yeah. And that shouldn't be a barrier to pursuing your dreams. So I think that's the kind of the biggest message that I want to, I I impart to my clients. And I actually have a very, how do you say it? Not rigorous, but like I have a pre-screening, like I screen my clients now too, because I know that I can recognize it. And if I feel they're not ready, like, or they need to do, because I don't want them to spend all this money and then come out of it saying they they don't, they're not happy. Right. So I kind of walk them through it. Like if there's you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, absolutely. If I, if I feel like they need counseling, <laughs> <laughs> um, because, you know, 
there's le varying levels of, uh, you know, work that we all need to do on ourselves, right? Correct. So um, I want, I want people to be happy and sort of <laughs> appreciate themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, come out of it with photos they love and that they're going to be able to just do what they're meant to do here you know like that's the important yeah. piece the photos is I mean as much as I think they're important but I think it's really important that it's like part of the toolbox you know what I mean like it's not yeah um the end of the world <laughs> or like yes. or something to be terrified about you know right but, right um, yeah but it is a reality for some people to get kind of it's, it is a block for them so I kind of help them through that yeah so Linda, tell <laughs> us, um, if somebody's listening and they're thinking, thinking, I would like to talk to her because I, I need some, uh, you know, pictures done. I want to elevate my business. Um, yeah. Where can our listeners find you? So my website is the best place. It's uh, lindamackey.ca and I'm on social media. So I'm on um, Instagram and Facebook at Linda Mackey Creative. Um, but yeah, those are probably the best places. That's where I spend most of my time. <laughs> great, great. And yeah. if you missed that, it'll be in the show notes. Um, so I will ask you, you one so last much. question because I do, I love to hear from people who, especially people who are wanting to make an impact in the world. And like I said, just hearing your heart of, of recognizing that everyday people make impacts every day. Um, exactly. Is there yeah. a dream that you haven't realized yet that you are are dreaming about and thinking about? Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like my podcast was kind of based on that because I really wanted to make an impact for animals, and originally it was going to be a Ooh. coffee table book. It was going to highlight change makers in the world of animal welfare and how people are helping the environment and um, more more related to the creatures of the world because I feel that um, you know they're part of this planet too right and yeah. so and I love animals and <laughs> obviously um, yeah and then eventually I was like oh my gosh it just became too big and um, I realized that you know video was kind of the way to go like to get the message out faster and easier. <laughs> so yes. I started my, it was a video blog, actually. I started out interviewing my clients specifically because um, I realized that um, I noticed a lot of my clients were not only thriving in their business, but they were also making a difference either in their business or in addition to. So like, for example, one, one guy is a financial planner. He was part of the Rotary Club and they were, you know, doing things in Haiti and stuff like that. So I love that, that everyday people, you know, everyday business owners were making a difference. And um, so that's kind of where that started. But I think me personally, I mean, I would love to, and I don't know if it's going to ever happen, but I would love to, you know, go and take photos of animals and wildlife and, um, I'm into ancient history, so I love, um, you know, all the ancient sites around the world that are kind of mystery, have mysteries around, like, how did they build that, you know, and yeah, um, I, I'm into all that kind of stuff. So that would be a dream of mine to go and do it like a world tour or do, you know, go to specific places and capture all those amazing sites and uh, 
flora and fauna. I'm, I love all that kind of stuff. So, oh, it's very neat. And yes, I have a huge heart for animals as well. <laughs> and I said, obviously, because Linda's doggy is walking around in the background and he's adorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's Sophie. Hi, Sophie. <laughs> We've got two cats too, so they're around Aww. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, Linda, I appreciate you being here. And for our listeners, if something touched your heart or you're thinking, yes, I would like to express more self-compassion or I need photos done and you know, I want to work with, you know, with Linda on this. You can find all of her contact information in the notes. Linda, is there anything else that you would like to add? Oh, I just, I love your podcast. I listened to a few episodes and um, yeah, I think it's really important to talk about this because it's not talked about enough, I don't think. And I think we all deserve to be kinder to ourselves and be beautifully confident because confidence is it's not, it's a good thing to be confident yeah. because that's how we accomplish things in the world and we make a difference. Yeah, so absolutely. I really appreciate the work you're doing Thank and you. I appreciate being a guest. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you so much. <laughs> and actually that's how I came up with it was I realized there are so many areas in people's lives that, that shatter their confidence and make them look in the mirror and say, yuck. And yeah. that's where it starts. So yes, that's my mission is to help women and pretty much everybody just feel more confident so that they can look in the mirror and feel beautifully confident. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And we need people. We need, you know, confidence or lack of self-confidence has no place because we need the talents and the gifts of everyone. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here, Linda. Thank you for having me. It's great chatting. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.